Hello everyone and you're very welcome to this first podcast on uh, Live, Learn, Live, Learn and Love Gaelic Games. And we have with us um, Michael Gerard from the from the company. So uh, and uh, so anyway, Gerard, yeah, so you make it, you have a new series of personalized Gaelic Games booklets, uh, bringing players, families, coaches and clubs closer together. So could you tell us a bit more about a, a bit more about that? No problem at all, Aidan. And, and firstly, thanks so many for having me on. Um, no problem. Good to have you on board. <laughs> no, no, thank you. I suppose that the Belfast accent doesn't doesn't work pretty well with, with most Ross Common regions there. So hopefully you can no, understand me well enough. <laughs> no, Aidan, basically this uh, this concept came about um, through lockdown. Uh, I think like many, that there was that itch in me um, to continue with my own daily games, passion, and to try and get a wee bit creative, do things that I maybe wanted to do throughout other seasons, but never just had the time. And um, I just finished the cycle um, with a the team there for around 10 years. I, I took them from under eight, right through to minor. And just the lessons I'd learned along the way, I suppose I wanted to ensure that some some of those examples of best practice and, and, and different things and methods that worked well for me could be passed on to others and and this basically began as a project for the club i was ratified as coaching officer within the club and the first thing that i said i'd like to do was to to try and create that bond that that i would have had with my players between teams coaches families and the players throughout our club and the booklets was something just that, that came to mind it, i'd be from a teaching background there and i'd be pretty pretty well rehearsed and putting resources together. I'd be a Gale Skull teacher there. Um, I wouldn't just be blessed with maybe as much resources as as other um, departments and other schools there and other areas. So I'd sort of have a, an eye for, for getting creative with, with resources and putting things together. And it was basically a, a Microsoft Word document um, where I went through everything from discussing players' feelings, giving them an opportunity not just to, to turn up on a Saturday morning but uh, the chat about how they felt with their, their parents initially. And then that message could be passed on to two coaches. And that could be anything from maybe feeling a wee bit lost in the sessions or finding things difficult to hopefully the more positive feelings of enjoyment and fun and creating a, a link there and, uh, and almost a channel of communication between parent and coach from, from the word go. Um, the, the things I've learned most that take me only under five group in the club is that the reasons the kids are aren't always the reasons that the, the adults taking them are there um, and no speaking they are our, our young group I mean fun is at the heart of everything they do um, making friendships um, would be a very close second and, and they're both very well intertwined and to me I suppose my own club like a lot of other clubs we had a huge influx of, of new players and new members at the, the youngest of the age groups. But the main coaches we had in the club hadn't really much experience of, of, of working with children, never mind coaching at, at, at that age group level. So it, it took us to, to, to I suppose, go back to the drawing board and, and look at a whole new rethink on how we converse with children at that age, um, what our aims are for the sessions as opposed to being skill-based, would it be more fun-based and, and learning-based opportunities to, to learn through play as opposed to 
drills and you know regimented lengths and cues. And from that, I tried to uh, put wee tips and and guidelines almost in in the booklet. Um, not instructing coaches to coach in a certain way or telling parents what they should be doing at home, but putting options in, discussing different wee games that the children can create with their parents, with their coaches, and, and hoping that, that that sort of good practice that they work for sales for many a year um, organically um, comes through and as a benefit throughout the club. So so that was it. I've, I've booklets made for the nursery age groups, so for four and five-year-olds, and also the under seven age group, um, the six and seven year olds, and of those in both coats um, for the football, the hurling camogie. And I'm, I'm currently just finishing up the, the under nine booklets. And I hope by the end of the summer, they'll have the under 11 booklets released also. So that would be your entire notes a wee bit different down south, but that would be our, our primary school, where our primary schools would finish up. Um, and that, that's where I would really see this line of, of booklets finishing and next year then maybe looking at the likes of a journal for your, your teenage years and you know a different sort of focus um, but that's that's it that's 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 the short and tail of it. it it was a stay in the in the club it was a resource for the club and I've been chatting a lot of a lot of top coaches and a lot of renowned coaches with best practice around the country from Colin Alley to Owen Mooney and Philip Kerr who I would, I would regard as, as friends and, and mentors at this stage. And it really was the two lads there who, who pushed me to take the leap forward and um, put yourself out there. And yeah, it's been very, very well received. And clubs are, are, are quite keen to get involved. So it's it's just now trying to get the, the booklets out there, two clubs, and, and trying to work it in a way that we'll have maybe a batch of booklets going in the club as opposed to one and two um, so that the the printing company can can take an order of the, the correct size and that. So hopefully through the podcast, um, we'll see a few more clubs in Roscommon taking us up on that because I, I genuinely feel it would make a, make a huge difference to any club, um, especially at the, the early years, you know. That's it. And I suppose really the thing about, um, you know, the company that you're doing, you know, Live, Learn, Live, Learn and Love Gaelic Games, it's, it's, it's as much about a cultural thing as it is about Absolutely. a sport thing. It's a social thing as well. And Absolutely. I suppose there's a lot of skills that the that the kids would have learned from, as you just said, under five right up to late late teens. Um, they learn all these things without realising it. And I think it creates a team ethic as well. And But I suppose even at a young age, it instills the, the right attitude in kids as well and about... That's much taking orders, but like kind of doing the right things and doing things the right way. But I suppose the the the, the core to the ethics of it is it's all about having fun at the earlier age, and then kind of maybe when it starts getting to we say under sixteen or that, you know, for for as you said, there's you have different booklets for different for different yeah. levels, and uh, but I suppose really when it gets to kind of like minor level and under twenty one level, sometimes. Dependent, you know, people's like depending on what people have going on in their lives, people can fall. You know, there are kids that can fall away from it for whatever reason, and uh, I think that that's that's why it has to be fun, really, for people for people to enjoy it. Absolutely, absolutely, and I mean, from my own perspective, there are are we minor group that finished up last year. We ten of those lads who who lined out at a senior football game there Wednesday past. And for me, that that was the pinnacle of ten years worth of work. Um, 
I mean, I would trade that in the morning for a for a club championship medal. You know, to see the ten lads out of a group of twenty one continued on to play play at senior and not just play at senior. Um, the other lads in the group there will be playing for under twenty squad on Sunday for me. So they're still actively involved in the club. The the mightn't they mightn't just feel that they're ready yet to make that step up to senior, but they may be playing at a you know at, at a reserve level, um, or as I say with with the under twenties on Sunday. And not just as as players too. I, I think it's I think it's very, very important that that we're stressed that there's a role for everyone within the GA clubs and through the booklets there also I give players opportunities to create their own games. Um, so there'll be a page for Toxic called Games Bingo. And there would be different challenges almost posed to the, to the child where you would say, can you create a game, a catching game? And you have to use two footballs and three people. And the players, the players then essentially are becoming coaches or are beginning their journey as coaches. And one thing we've seen is the creativity ways it's been huge as opposed to a coach showing a game or a drill, whatever name that the club uses. I don't really like using the, the term drill, especially the young ladies. For me, it's all, it's a game essentially, a catching game. Um, through through that game, for talk's sake, with, with my young son in the back garden, I'll go to the very most basic one. It, it could be, you have two people, you have one ball and you have to create a, a catching game. To you and I, you may think straight away, okay, I throw the ball up, my son catches it. That, that's us, that's our game. We had kids throwing a ball off the wall, their partner catching it. They were throwing the ball over their head. One was turned with their back to the other. They threw the ball up and the other caught it. They threw with one hand. They threw from under their legs. And to me, that that's the start of your creativity and your problem solving on the field. Although at the time, the children don't realise that. And as opposed to a player waiting on a coach by the time they get to the, the, the latter age groups that you imagined they're in, you know, the 17, 18 age group, and they're still waiting on their coach to say, pass the ball to Johnny in the corner. That's a cross field ball. That player knows there's not just option A to throw the ball to the person in front of me. There's actually B, C, D and endless opportunities because they've, they've had those opportunities to explore that creativity. And see not just one only option, but to take a second and, and consider, right, what else can I do with the ball here? And they're leading it as opposed to always depending on a coach. And and to me that's that that that's really the stark thing about it. Um, as opposed to the coach led sessions, it's it's really player led from the word go. And for a child at, at, at four and five years of age to think that they're they're actually leading certain games and, and, and we stations there is, is absolutely powerful. Um, I mean, to, to think of their confidence, even their parents who've maybe practiced that game with them during a the week, to be starting watching them perform a, a game and, and showcase a game in front of their teammates. I mean, that, that to me at four and five years of age is, is massive. It's a massive confidence builder, a great way to bring parents on board. Um, we even within our group, if, if a child didn't feel maybe just confident enough to, to share it with the, the group on the Saturday session. The parent could, could video them carrying out the wee game. Maybe the brothers and sisters are involved in the back garden and we would upload that into the, the group WhatsApp chat. And again, we would praise that child then come a Saturday morning too. So really putting 
putting the player at, at, at the heart of things. And as I said, that player may, may end up playing for your senior team. But if, if they think back right from day one, God, I've been creating games from from four years of age. I would, be, you know, I would maybe make a good coach. I, I, I could be a good underage coach here. I've, I've a, a real bank of games here that I've actually created and picked up from my teammates. Or indeed, you may have had someone there who who was counting the number of, of hand passes that were made in a certain game or were, were, were great at spotting different traits throughout a session. And they feel, you know what, I, 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 could, I could make a real good stats, stats person here. You know, I, I'd be really good at helping out with stats for, for our, our squads here, our senior squads or that. And, and, and that, that's the essence of it. I suppose um, that everyone finds a role in. The, the, it's up, up to us. It's our duty to let them explore as many roles as possible and to feel that they always have a connection with the club because they're always valued. They're, they're, everybody is of value to your club. No matter who they are, what their background is, everyone's at value. It, it's just up to us to, to pull that out of them, if that makes sense. That's it. And as you, you just said, uh, uh, there is another, uh, you know, finding a role, each person, even if they don't go on to, to play for their club or their county at senior level, that yeah. there is a role somewhere for for each person, and I suppose you 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 just touched there on uh, statistics and things like that. It has become in the last well, certainly fifteen years, if not twenty years, it certainly has become statistics and scientifically led. And uh, you know, even and you you could even throw more tactical as well in, in many ways, hasn't it? Absolutely. Um, so I suppose when you when you're doing when you're doing your booklets. As it goes up the levels, do you find that, um, you know, do you include kind of more tactical things into it as as you're going up the, the levels when you're doing out your booklets or what way is that, is that done? Yeah, well, in terms of the tactics, um, as I said previously, tactics to me starts by creating games, um, a player yeah. creating different ways. To me, tactics is about different ways of, of handling different situations, you know, if the opposition is set up in a certain way, this is how we react to that. That is our tactics. Um, this is how we feel we're going to exploit how they're set up, playing to our, our advantage, using our assets, whilst also looking at areas where we can exploit in them. And and to me, that's where, from a youngest age group, having players create their own games, their own challenges, their ways of figuring things out, That that is, in essence, the, the beginning of that. As we move on, um, the underlying booklets that will be releasing here in a few weeks' time, it then gets down to a bit more of an obser- observational role where I encourage the underlying team to go and watch their, their senior group and during that game that they would pick out and identify different things that happened in the game. So examples of, of great defending, um, identifying players that maybe they could see themselves aspiring to be or doing things that they would love to be able to achieve. And to me, that is more powerful than even watching your, your county team at, at, at that point because it seems attainable. This is your club. These are people who live in the same street as you do, live in the same parish as you, you do, carrying out these skills. And in the latter part of that booklet, um, I try and encourage the players and our coaches to set up maybe an interview with, with senior certain senior players. And that's there where they could ask questions such as, God, you know, Peter was right beside you. Why didn't you hand pass the ball to him there? Um, and in their mind, tactically, that was the best option. And the player could be turning around and saying, well, if I had to pass it to him, 
you know, we would have been going backwards where I knew there was a blanket defence chasing back and we needed to get the ball over the top into the inside lane before they retreated. And and to me, a player at eight and nine years of age here and that sort of reason, it may go over their head, but hearing a senior player actually talking about tactics and, and getting them thinking, God, you know, that player was where I was when, when, when he or she was eight or nine years of age. Um, my wee man could, could, could start thinking that way and my club's going to help me start thinking down that lane. So it's really using everyone and getting the best out of everyone in these booklets, trying to pull everybody in the club together, driving along that, that one mission of retention, keeping as many people involved in the club for as long as possible and as happy in it. And for me personally, as, as inspiring a, an environment as possible. I mean, I know me, what, what GH done for me in my life, I, I wouldn't be here having this conversation now if it wasn't for it. You know, that yeah. this has given me so many opportunities in my life and, and I want that for as many people in my own community as possible. That's it. And I suppose really from, from your point of view, um, obviously we, we've all had our, our playing days and I suppose really, you know, the day always comes no matter how tough it's, it seems. And I suppose really when you're playing, you actually don't think of, you know, what are you going to do when you're finished? But I yeah. suppose in your playing days, when you were looking ahead to... And or when the thought first entered your head about what you were going to do, mm-hmm. was was that your was that what you wanted to do, or had you was that what you had earmarked to do when you when you were when you knew you were going to finish up playing uh, as a coach? And what was your coaching background then from there, and uh, you know the level that you played at and things like that? Because I think the reputation when when you become a coach, people look at you know sometimes you know well you know, what level did he play, he or she play at? And, you know, if you play, if you play at higher levels than others, then, you know, they'd say, you know, if you, if you had a county player that won a few All-Irelands, they're going to take you more serious because you know what it takes to win an All-Ireland because you've been there. So did you find that out when you were, you know, as a coach or how did you find your transition from player to coach? No, that, absolutely. And I suppose... It was seamless because I've been coaching from the age of 14. I I was coaching our under eights and under tens from I was 14 years of age. My, my father back then was maybe coaching three or four teams simultaneously. And um, I think it was almost a, a tactic of his to, to get me up on a, on a Sunday morning to, to take the squads with him at, at nine or, or ten. And, and it really helped me, I'd say, in my, my latter teenage years where would have been quite easy maybe to, to be out a wee bit later on a Saturday evening getting up to the other things. But I, I knew that he'd be knocking on the door half past eight on, on Sunday morning to take you up to the club to, to take the wins, you know. So yeah. for me, that, that was instilled from, from very, very, very early on, that, that, that sense of coaching, what what you gained from coaching, um, that, that you were there basically for the players and not vice versa, that the players weren't there for you, that, that, that you were there to give them and create the best possible hour or hour and a half for, for them children. So much so that they wanted daily games to remain a part of their lives and that they believed in, in, in what you were doing. And that 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 has developed, as I say. Um, I'm 34 years of age now, so I'm, I'm coaching, you know, the best part of, of 20 years there. I've, I've been coaching prim, you know, my primary school for... Um, since I've started um, 13, 14 years there in terms of my, my playing days whilst I was playing 
a lot of the lads would have been watching me who was coaching. So, you know, you felt you, you, ha- you know, nothing you had to perform at certain levels, but you were certainly a role model on the field for them. Um, yeah. There was no use. There was no use me talking to the players about. Look, you should aspire to be a senior player for the club. You should aspire to stay for as long as possible, and then to go out on the pitch and you know show well discipline to behave in in certain ways to to be coaching them to never give up to coach them to put your body on the line to, to coach them to you know leave everything on the pitch and and to show a completely different attitude on the pitch. So I sort of had to uh, live up to my own word. Um, there was no use of me passing this message on to the players watching me and and to me that would be where they would lose respect um, in terms of my, my own playing level I mean I never played at a, at a, at a great great standard my, my club Podic Sarsies in Belfast the highest level completed, I, I competed at was Division 2 in Adam. Um the only success that I had was getting promoted at, at Cavendish I captained the, the senior squad the promotion from Division 3 um, and and that that was it. Um, but for me, it was so much more than, you know, winning titles. Um, play, I played a bit of underage for for the county up until I was uh, with seventeen, eighteen. I didn't make the the last minor squad, but again, used that as a driving force to to, to kick on for the club and to to try and start my senior career as early as possible. And was lucky enough to to find my way in the senior squad at 18 years of age. So it's one thing about the GA that, you know, I think it's underlooked a lot of the time or gets overlooked a lot of the time is, is, is that resilience that can really create in you too. You know, um, I mean, you look at Dublin at the minute, if, if you know, if, if, if most counties in, in, in the country were to lose resilience and give up, they would just say, you know, hand it over to, to Dublin. I'm not saying every county, there'd be, there'd be Kerry boys and Donegal boys and that up in arms. Um, at the minute with me, but um, you know, I think everyone needs to set a a tone for themselves and, and and their own you know sort of bar meter there of what a success what does success look like for them what 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 what's in it for you and and using those those elements of resilience to to build up a bit of mental strength and and and, and mental toughness you know to say yeah that this hasn't worked out but but that's okay doesn't mean I'm a failure you know I haven't made the county squad doesn't mean my failure just means I need to work a wee bit harder it didn't work for that squad what, what's the next challenge then okay to move up to senior let's work hard at that and, and that'd be the same for any players I've ever had there's going to be games where, where we lose obviously naturally every team in the world loses games and it doesn't matter who you are um, but how do you how do you bounce back from that do you learn from that it, for me the, the worst thing would be to uh, to lose and not learn anything you know that, that that to me is that it's a loss or a mistake is is about learning. It's a, it's a learning experience and how you improve from that. You know, that's it. And I suppose really from from a coaching point of view, and even like you know, I, I do sports sports injuries therapy myself. And uh, yeah. you know, for me, when when a per, when a when a player comes to me with an injury, they're anxious and all that. So it's kind of um, me being a former player. I kind of find that that helps because. The player that comes to me knows that I've been there, so I yeah. know how it feels to be injured and the frustrations and everything that comes along with that. So, but I suppose it, the two kind of the coaching and the sports injuries therapy they kind of marry in one sense, as in you know it's how you come across, it's how you say it to the player. It's it's nearly, and I don't mean to sound the, the this to sound in a dictatorial way, yeah. but it's it's nearly like about getting into inside the player's head, as in. Yeah. Yeah. You, you you know, um, to get them to 
say, right, that you you do this because if you do this, this is the result, and you know, and you'll be a better player for it. And you know, like a player for me, like that, or like that comes to me, it's about you know, well, if you do A, B, and C, you're going to recover quicker, or yeah, you're going to yeah. be you're going to be better after. And it's the same from a coaching point of view. It's it's how you come across, and it's nearly psychologically, isn't it? And getting inside the player's head and to get them to be a better version of themselves and Absolutely. To, to improve as, uh, you know, as, as a person, a person. That's it, as yeah. a person. Um, you know, we're, we're privileged position as coaches to, to be in a position to, and I mean, myself and, and my profession too as a, as a primary school teacher, it's about helping people become better people and loving them as a person. And, and I, I use that word love because that, that, that is how it has to come across. They have to know that you care about them. I mean, a player you would know straight away. And you've, even in soccer, compartments there too, you would hear, you know, a coach or a manager's lost a dressing room or that there's no respect for a manager or a coach. Player, player, you need to have that connection with players. And and, and the only way you're going to ever have a, a proper, meaningful con- connection with players or anyone indeed is if they know you care about them. You care about what yeah. they're saying. You care about their needs. That you're not just there for them to win a football match on a Sunday that they know that you genuinely care that, you know, they're maybe going th- through some hardships at home, that they know you care and are hot pleased for them when they've maybe graduated from college. It needs to go a lot deeper than just, I care about you when you're fit and healthy and are performing your best for our team and our club. Um, and for me, that that's where the retention comes in. It, because if people yeah, get that yeah. sense that they're only there to serve your purpose, to play well for a team then once that stops happening or things become more challenging or they're going through a rough patch or injured and you don't you know the scene look oh, they don't really care about me that, that what what real you know what what real reason does that player have to, to stay on what what entices them to, to stay on there where with themselves there in the club that that feeling of retention comes around a bomb with a club almost feeling like one family. Um, I, I talked to our group about us coming under the one family crest um, one of the years when we were playing in the in the Fela. Um, we got every every player's surname and the coat of arms for it coming around the edge, border of the page and then the club crest in the middle and it was just to resemble these are your families around the, the border but in the middle we all come together and we form this one family and this is our family Chris this is our our coat of arms as a group and it's it's a group that'll always be there and look after one another and ask them all because you know yourself people come from very very different backgrounds um, some yeah. maybe single parent backgrounds others maybe were adopted um, and, and our own team there you'd be talking a very very fast array of, of backgrounds there but you know what they all had an opportunity to show what was best about a family when they were in our group and they felt supported they wanted a fa- they wanted within that group to feel supported they wanted to know when things weren't going just as well that people would still be there for them and, and encourage them and driving them on and loyal to um, that, that sense of loyalty in a family um, where no matter what happens and even if you were to, to take a wee bit of time out from the squad that, that that's fine go clear your head go try out other things but we'll still be here for you you'll still be a member of our family no matter how high or low things get and that, to me, was was the Bronx of of we were doing. Our, our our group genuinely feel like a family, and even though I'm I'm not coaching them at that senior level, they still see our our, our club crest as as a part of their 
their their, their next line of, of family as such and those lads would, would still pick the phone up to you be it two three in the morning if they were feeling low um because they trust in you the, the trust that you care about them and i think the more players our players know that we care about them for more than just football or hurling or camogie reasons that that's them when really we're at the core of what our organisation's about Ian. That's it. And I suppose really as well, there's, when you look at it in any sport, there's two types of coaches. Like, I mean, in the early stages of a player's career, like even under under five, under sixes, under eights, under tens, under elevens, right up to under fourteens and under sixteens, it is all about fun and all that. But And also the development of the players and how they develop their skills as as they go up the different levels. but the, So there's that type of coach that loves to develop a player. It's like a, they see the players like as a project. They want to develop the player's skills. Yeah. But then there, there, there's the other side, there's the other type of coach that, you know, the development isn't an issue. It's it's all about winning. And I think mm-hmm. that can kind of, you know, if you, if you have the wrong coach at the wrong level, so if you have a, a coach that's all about winning, and they're coaching an under 11s or under 6s or 10s or under 18. You know, it, it can kind of disrupt the dynamics because absolutely, it, it's more, it's all about winning and enjoying or developing the skills. Because I think at that age, you know, at, the, at underage level, it's about developing because, and different players develop at different rates as well. And, I think you know if you have a if you have a play if you have a manager that's managing a team and it's all about winning, well that that manager is only going to pick the best players and then the other players get left at the side get left to the side, which isn't fair and that can actually be detrimental to that player those players' development as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, in my experience, I mean, the latter of the coaches you were you were you, you were describing there. Is really a, a co- you know it's a coach led squad there as opposed to a player led squad. It's it, it's more about the coach and their ego, and wanting you know the pats in the back from from club members saying, "Geez, that's a brilliant team. You won this and that and the other." Where the other coach is is player led, and and that would be in 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 tune with me only in the thinking. Um, I think you look after the person first, and and that winning will come because you're looking at life wins really there. Um, I mean, for me to hear people speak in positive terms about my players and the way they handle themselves and them as individuals and as people, to me, makes me as proud as them winning championships, you know. But take nothing away from it. Do I still want my club at senior level to be as, as good as they can be? Do I want them competing at the highest level? Do I want them moving up the ranks from intermediate to senior level one day and, and pushing on. Absolutely. Because there's there's no greater feeling also of working for, you know, 15, 20 years, right from that early fundamental age group the whole way through and caring about something and wanting to win for the lads around you and to do your club proud. But to me, that comes a lot later. And if we don't get yeah. the person right to begin with, if you're focusing on a player as opposed to a person before you get to that stage, in my opinion, I think that ethos is very, very hard to, to create. I think it's almost bygone. Um, and you have players there who are, you know, almost threatened by by losing. You almost feel as though they're letting people down by losing or that 
the sense of fun and wanting to win for the right reasons is is gone. Wanting to wanting to win because you care about these people around you, that's lost. It's it's more just about winning for the sake of winning because you need to win because nothing else is acceptable. And that that is a di- for me that's the difference. That 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 would be your your main difference. And coaches are high high when you get players they end. And don't get me wrong, I mean I'd say if you look at any statistics there that the dropout rate and the likes of the second coach there would be you know, starkly higher than 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 the previous coach who's who's focusing on person as opposed to performance. That's it. And uh, you know, it, it, it is sad that you you know if players are left behind because they're not as good as the better players, you know, it, it's it's not it, it's it's a shame because those players could be as good. It's just that it takes them uh longer to to kind of develop. But I suppose from your own point of view now with regards to live with with regards to live live learn and love Gaelic games, um, where can they get where can people get more information? Is there a website or um, we say social media pages or yeah. uh, contact detail and uh, contact details? Uh, you know, if people want to get in contact as well and for more information. Yes, no, no, absolutely. In um, I mean, three main methods are um. Firstly, you can order directly through the web page, and the web page is www live learn love daily games.com quite long now <laughs> um yeah. with, with our twitter handle and it's the same on on facebook and on the the what the instagram sorry and that is at live learn love gg so the gaelic games has been abbreviated there to to gg yeah. and then the the third method would be by basically drop me an email at Live, learn, love, Gaelic games at outlook dot com, and I can answer any queries um, that, that the clubs or individuals may have. Um, at the minute, there we've seen some clubs placing orders from funds that the committee have available, or from from sponsors coming on board. I'm gonna put the sponsor's name just as you would on a jersey. That the sponsor's name would be printed on on the front of the booklets. And the second method that we're moving moving towards more would be almost like a, a club gear order where a member of the committee or, or a parent or, you know, someone who's associated with a club would take an order form from ourselves and, and, and basically go around gathering numbers of, of who would want a, a booklet, basically, and then processing that there with us um, afterwards as, as they would do an order with, with O'Neill's or... McKeever or player fitter that there with their their club gear. So that that that's sort of where we're we're moving towards there, Ian. So thank you for giving me an opportunity to to chat a wee bit more about it. I think went off we went off on a few tangents, but hopefully all positive and, and plenty of learning. <laughs> that's it. And of course, you know, have you a phone number if anyone wants to ring you and ask any yep. questions or yeah, absolutely. Yep, no problem at all. So it, it's a northern number there. It's O seven seven. Oh seven six four six five six one. Um and I've WhatsApp there as well if they just want to drop me a wee message I can send through samples or examples there too and answer any queries. That's it. And of course the, these um, booklets are available to club teams and school teams and things like that. Absolutely. And uh Absolutely. Player, individual players as well if they want to learn. Um so that that's great. So so that's how they can get in touch. Well listen, thanks very much. Uh, for doing the podcast with us today and hopefully uh, it's something that we can we can continue on doing uh, regular po- podcasts and giving us updates on different services that you provide and 
where you're at as well. Brilliant, Ian. Really appreciate that. Enjoy the rest Thank of your you. day. And um, hopefully it's as, as sunny down in the Rossies as it is up here. It's lovely. It's lovely here at the moment. And as I say, long may it last. Absolutely. So listen, thanks very much for that. And that was, uh, that was Michael Gerrard from, uh, from Live, Learn and Love Gaelic Games.